end is nigh. It is. It is. Gather your cardboard sign. Get your get get your marker. Write that on there because it's the truth. The end is nigh. Put on your little tinfoil hat and make your way over mm-hmm. to com slash tour for we are in the final days of being able to join us for the April 15th and April 16th shows in Philadelphia. That's Emo Night and my favorite, Wild West Night. Wild West. And listen, all you people. Hey, all you people. Hey, all, hey, you, all people. you people. Listen to her. These are- I was waiting on it. These are, uh, we've, we've rolled out virtual tickets. So if you're not in Philly, if you're nowhere near Philly, you can still snatch you up some tickets for Emo Night and Wild West Night uh, to kind of watch it wherever you are. Get your virtual eyeballs on our bodies. Wow. You have mere moments left to snag these ticks <laughs> and they are gone for good. So please make your way to anahottaspurpose.com slash tour and join us for Emo Night and Wild West Night. Again, that's April 15th and April 16th. Two days, brother. Do it. Yeah. Saddle up and get sad. Yeehaw. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Listen here, Macy. Mm. We have an episode. It's the last normal episode for a little while. Yeah, for a little while. Um, We're going on a trip. And, uh. (laughs) <laughs> I love the nuts. Uh, we are going on a trip. When you hear this, we will be, uh, I guess, uh, well, not not in the year yet, but we'll be real close. We'll be we'll be traveling to the airport yeah. with your mother having lunch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Being se- seen off properly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it means that when you hear this, we are but somewhere between 24 and 12 hours away depending on when you listen to, or I mean, you know, obviously depending on, I, that sounds real stupid if you listen a, a year from now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I know what you mean. <laughs> but if you're listening fresh, we're about, yes. I don't know, a handful of hours away from being on an airplane. So look, if y'all all just wanted to light, light a safe flat candle or something, that'd be cool. I thought you were going to say light a cigarette. If y'all want to light a cigarette in solidarity. <laughs> a cigarette in solidarity. Yeah. Listen, um, if, if I still but, smoked, yeah. it, would be before, it would be before a flight. God damn it. Hey, yeah, just send us some little some little warm winds to mm. just carry us all the way up there um, with minimal. But not too warm. Because I don't yeah, know what happens. It's not caused like a, a tornado or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right well what are we what are we talking about today in this pre-flight episode so i uh was walking i was the other day yesterday i don't know anymore but i was walking and there was a beautiful blue jay feather oh. on the ground and it's I haven't found like any like super like choice ones yet. Uh, you know, like I found the Don't couple, touch like, it. It's ones. illegal. But it's getting that time of year though to where they start shedding them like crazy cuz my mm-hmm. house is a haven for blue jays. They're everywhere. They're assholes. And I uh 
I love them, and we're going to talk about that. They're mean. Um, mean sons of bitches. They're not. They're not mean. They're aggressive. They're not mean, for a reason. Okay. <laughs> so, but they also, being a creature of flight, it just kind of worked out. So I was like, we'll be a, an air creature this week. So you're talking about the the blue jay. The blue jay. Yes. That's interesting. I am talking about a stone known as the, uh, oh, it's in here somewhere, the safe flight stone or the stone of flight or something like that. But I'm talking about the blue lace agate. Oh, pretty. That's mm. funny. We're both doing flight. Nice. We're both doing blue. You can see where our concerns are. We need to calm down about flights. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, you know what? We usually have this a little bit better under control about who goes first and stuff. But uh, Macy and I are both real, real to the wire with stuff. So let me bring that up. Uh, Wolfsbane and Lapidolite. So uh, I believe that means. Oh, it's me. Uh, did I do? You well, did Wolfsbane. I did, I did of Lapidolite. Course, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is you, my my blue jay right. friend. Blue Jay, baby. Um, let me take off your uh, shoes let me sh- and get into town. <laughs> that sounds, I think that's funny. I think that sounds unsanitary. I think that's <laughs> take off your shoes and get into town. Get into town. Go get. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about Blue Jays, which it seems like you are on the camp of thinking that they are assholes. So, uh, now I know. They have always seemed a little aggressive, and I feel like anyone who is around me always kind of says that, oh, Blue Jays are assholes. So, I have also just adopted that. Their Latin name is Sciencita Did you say fat asses? Their Latin name, they're <laughs> fat asses. <laughs> you said they're fat asses. <laughs> no, their Latin name. Okay. Cyan Cita or Cheetah Cita Cristata. So Ooh. uh the last Cristata. word sounds like a snack. I was thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like a mix between a tostada and a Monte Cristo sandwich. Ooh, Monte Cristo. Ooh, yeah. Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Ooh. How I good. felt that in my toes. How good Whoa. is the once <sighs> uh, every three years Monte Cristo? At least. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That Do they have me. that All in right. other parts of the so, world? So, I don't. Because. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds f- super American. I don't know. I remember the first time Rustin described it to me. I was a Appalled. child, younger child than oh. him, and I thought that he was disgusting. I was yeah. like, "You're gross. Yeah. That's disgusting." It sounds and disgusting. Now I don't know how I could think anything so slanderous and so hurtful towards <laughs> the Monte Cristo sandwich. <laughs> what a lesson for life. I mean, you know yeah. what? We grow and we change yeah. for the better. You live, you love. You get, then you get loves. Then you, you, okay. Talk to me about Blue Jays, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to be quiet. 
Listen, their their name, the genus name, Cyanceta, it comes from the Greek word. Uh, it might be Cyanceta because it comes from the Greek word Kyanos. Listen, it means blue. Whoa. Okay, that's where that comes from, blue. Uh, and the uh, Kita uh, part, or also I saw it in like it maybe pronounced as Kissa. Listen, this is all confusing. It means a chattering bird. They're noisy blue birds. That's yes. what their name means. Noisy blue bird. They are noisy. And it's very true. Um, and basically, blue chatterer <laughs> is is kind of is kind of what that means. Dude, uh, I would love to name shit. I isn't it fun? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, Cristata, uh, the second word is specific. Uh, it means crested or tufted, uh, and it comes from them having that sweet ass like crest on their head that makes oh. them look real cocky. It's like know? a. I always thought they looked like punks because they got like the mohawk. They do. They they look like they're just little up. They're just they're here to mess around a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they're gonna fuck you up. So they're. <laughs> I'm gonna mess you up. They are in the family Corvidae. So they're related to crows and huh. magpies, which means they're pretty smart. Wow. But we're going to get into that. So they did decline in numbers uh, somewhat decently during like the, the that big just clearing of the, the old growth forests um, when America was colonized. And... Ooh. After that, though, over time, it has adapted to cities. It's kind of a city bird. It can be a country bird and a city bird. It, it is flexible in this way. And due to its adaptability in cities, it's actually expanding its range further north. Um, and so while that doesn't necessarily translate like size of range or like territory, to, to territory doesn't always mean like numbers. They are like having... Um, impacts on their numbers from um like cats uh and glass windows apparently um oh uh a west nile virus is apparently very harsh on oh. corvids um so that like is a thing but they're doing pretty good overall and they're strong and projected to be fine uh they're hardy <laughs> they're adaptable hardy birds <laughs> so the thing is with blue jays is you're not really you're you're not going to miss a blue jay if it's around, uh, especially if it doesn't want you to miss it. And there's multiple reasons for that. One, they're really loud. They're really pretty damn loud. They're one of the louder songbirds around. And once you like know what their call sounds like, you're like, oh, they're those. Okay, uh, blue jays are of. Oh, they're also a pretty decent size, so they're easy to see in that regard. Like, they can get up to, like, 12 inches long, and uh, that's, like, 30 centimeters or 17 inches in wind wingspan, you know, or 43 centimeters. So, like, that's pretty – that's a good-sized bird flying around. Um, and you can't miss them because they're beautiful. So you see, like, this flash of iridescent blue and white and black, and you – you just you can see them, you can hear them. Uh, they they have a presence about them, and the color is definitely a reason for noticing them. And you'll see a lot of blue if they're around. Um, 
what am I talking about? Oh, so I was like, what? So you'll see a lot of blue. <laughs> if blue jays are around, maybe twice as much if you might would, you know, if it was like other kinds of birds, because blue jays are sexually dimorphic, meaning that the males and the females look the same. Yeah. So Isn't the lady blue nice? jays... It's cool, isn't it? And yeah. so the lady blue jays look just as fucking cool. They have the cocky crests. Like, they they look exactly the same. Mm. So this isn't a case in which you have the flashy male and, like, kind of the modest-looking female bird um, that's usually just, like, brown, you know, like a mousy brown color with, like, one flashy feather. It, um, <laughs> isn't that what it's with, just, uh, with cardinals? Because I always thought cardinals yes, and blue jays. Card- female cardinals are just uh, do not look nearly as cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, basically, one of the only cues, physical cues, kind of, that you can go on is that generally the males are a little bit larger. But that's pretty subtle. Like, you're going to get further by telling them apart by looking at their behavior. That's going to be a clearer indicator than their appearance because their appearance is very similar to each other. And something that I found interesting was, so the black markings that they have, kind of like the band across their eyes, and it runs underneath their kind of like the back of their neck, uh, they're very unique to each bird and they vary extensively so it's kind of thought and it seems that they use them essentially as like facial features they are markers of identification for each other so this they do know who i am black marking are picking on me um maybe you specifically uh, all the blue jays in the whole world find me <laughs> That would actually be really scary. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that one bit. <laughs> they've no, got like you. a they've got like a photocopied picture of you in every like little bird village across the world. They're just looking for you at all times. There's like a cork board and a bunch of uh, string on it, like uh, with your pictures trying to track you down. Uh-huh. All the tips coming in from Blue Jays <laughs> trying to be like, I think I saw her over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's scary. That's I don't want awful. that. so another interesting little tidbit since i'm just kind of in the part of the notes that's just like little snacky facts i uh their feathers are actually brown and as is common with uh blue bird feathers their feathers are a brown resulting from melanin however there is a structure of the feather itself that causes the scattering of light kind of in and on and around it from how i understand it that causes the like refraction and we see it in our eyes as blue what and then that's yeah it's crazy apparently and i've not tried it before but if you crush a feather you could kind of see this because you crush the structure and the light doesn't refract the same but i've not tried that before that okay that absolutely broke me isn't that wild it's so weird how light and our eyes and how things process and work it's so interesting. I don't believe like, it. And it makes me wonder, like, do I see it a different shade of blue than you do? Because, like, my eyes are wired up a oh, little yeah. bit differently. Yeah. Uh, that freaks me like, out. It's like, how does anybody know if you're you, – I guess there's no real way to know. I don't know, man. I, Creep me stressful. out. Stressful. Creeps me out. Yeah. And so 
When it comes to their plumage, there's some variation between the four subspecies of blue jay. So there's four little like subgroups of jay just kind of located in regional parts of the country and sometimes some of their ranges overlap. So some might have kind of more muted colors across their their shoulders, kind of at the base of the neck or vice versa, but they all have the signature blue striped tail and wingtips. So it's easy to identify them, even if they're kind of the more muted, like lavendery gray backed ones that have more like gray feathers on them than like the ones we have here, which are very loud and blue, like the whole head, the back, it's like they're very, very bright blue. Um, they all also have those telltale crests, which give them their cocky little look. And they actually have control over these, which answered a question for me because I'd seen pictures of them with little smooth heads and seen pictures of them with their little pokey head and they have control. (laughs) So, um, when they're relaxed, when they're chilling with their family, which they like to do because they're family oriented birds, uh, they'll let that little crest relax. A little bit, but if they, it's if it's go time, bro, they'll pop it right up uh, if they need to. Uh, yeah, if it's go time, if it's go time, uh. yeah. So they're pretty clever birds, and they are in the corvid family. And because of that, they will kind of get up into some hijinks, which has led them to get into a, to have a reputation of sorts. Um, in a few different ways. So one that is interesting, they have a really impressive ability to mimic the red-tailed hawk. And what it there's a couple of reasons as to why they do this. One is a bit more assholish than the other one, but it's funnier. So it's pondered that maybe they do this because they're trying to scare another bird or small animal into dropping their food when That's... they hear this predator sound so they can swoop in and get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thank you for that. Yes. And steal their food. Um, but I listened to a clip of this call, and it is a sound that I hear here all the time. And I doubt that there's that many hawks around. So I, I do hear it. I've heard that sound. And Spooky. I was like, oh, my God, that's them, you know. Um, so. I hear them all the time because I live in woods that are largely composed of kind of like an old oak grove. Um, And there's nothing a blue jay loves more than acorns. Oh. They love them so much. They love dive bombing me. They love them. But I. Have you ever been dive bombed by a blue jay? That has never happened to me. No, cardinals are my problem. You, I've I've been multiple times attacked by a cardinal. See, a cardinal won't. I've never been dicked with with a cardinal. A blue jay will break into my house in the middle of the night to spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into reasons as to why they do that. Great. Um, so they're cute with the little acorns. They hold them with their little feet. You know, they kind of stand on them, and then they get them with their little beaks and crack a hole and try to get into the meat. Uh, they'll also store acorns in holes in the ground for later, little caches that they can come back to. Uh, and they're just a really important part of a blue jay's diet. Do you remember they love when you acorn. absolutely fucked that cache of acorns? It was, a, no, it was red berries. Oh. I, I, I'm, I may be doomed a little mouse. I hope I didn't. Oh, no. I left everything there, but it's like, buddy, you're going to have to put it all back in a pile. I'm oh. sorry. Um, so they... You'll find 
You'll find blue jays where acorns are, for one. That's just that's just how it's going to go. And they're actually very helpful in their love of acorns because their little stash holes uh, that they have full of acorns, sometimes they leave some. And this has helped to, uh, it just helps kind of reseed and gently creep out uh, forests, like kind of expand out the forests and plant more oak trees in these little seeds that they kind of unintentionally plant in their little stash holes. Stash hole. Yeah. (laughs) So they can be super dynamic and noticeable birds when they want to be. So the mating dance for them is (laughs) largely like aerial stuff. They're going to chase each other around in the trees and like kind of from branch to branch. They do a lot of that. Uh, You really can't miss them when they're doing this, especially if there's like multiple pairs kind of chasing each other because they do flock together. We'll talk about that in a bit. Oh. Um, but they're also loud when they do this, um, pretty much all the time. What? Again, they're in the Corbin family. They do. They're loud. They're yelling about it, and you hear it. Yeah. And they have that same kind of gruff cawing. It's not as gruff as a crow, but it does have that, like, gull, just, like, sound to it, you know? Um, but it's a little less gritty and maybe a little higher but they have a variety of other sounds that they make. They make little clicks and little, like, tut-tut sounds and these somewhat melodic calls, one of which was uh, particularly interestingly named a uh, distinctive call referred to as the Rusty Pump. Stop um, it. And <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> it owes to how it sounds like an old uh, squeak of a hand-operated water pump. Uh, I actually have this linked here, so we can, so you can hear hear uh, hear what the rusty pump. Oh, um, God! <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> so surrounding this blue jay doing the rusty pump call, <laughs> um, there's cat birds. So you hear these little like <laughs> birds. Those are cat birds because okay. they sound like little cats. Okay, Great. are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's listen to the rusty pump call. Oh, the doot, doot, doot. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen, the cat birds are just like, <laughs> and they're very obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, they sound like kittens. So that's for some reason called a rusty pump. What? And Who named uh, that? they what make pervert? they make that sound. I don't know, but they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Speaking okay. of knowing what you're doing, I want to apologize because. Uh, I was muting the microphone a few times because I was going to Google things like what a blue jay looks like and just various things that you were talking about. So I was hitting mute on the microphone. Have you been thinking of the wrong bird this whole time? No, 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 no. But I did forget that we're recording on Audacity. So I was muting our phone call so you couldn't hear me type. But I'm sure when this episode comes out, you're going to hear clack, 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 (laughs) clack, 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 clack. I'll try to find it. I'll try to find it and do noise cancellation. But if I I miss some. I'm very sorry. I was just being very. Uh, I was. I was very enthralled in what you were saying. So, hey, it's all right. So, 
these are really social birds. They like to talk and communicate with each other. Uh, it's common that mates remain together for life. Aww. And uh, they both work together in building the nest. And unless they can refurbish an old one, they're thrifty. If they can find another one that looks like it'll fit, even if it's like a different kind of bird, like a robin's nest, and they'll like, eh, they just put a couple extra twigs in here, fix it up. It's fine. They'll use that one. Oh. Um, sometimes uh, they'll reuse an old one if their nest from the previous year survived and it just needs to kind of, you know, be given a little bit of love. Thrifty. You know? um, yeah, they are. Um, and while loud and kind of bold by nature, they're very skilled at being inconspicuous around their nests and not being seen really when they kind of don't want to be. And I can really attest to this because they do have a power to disappear. Like, I know I'm surrounded in a canopy of blue jays, but I've really never been able to, like, track one to a, a nest, a nesting spot in a tree. You know, like, I've never been able to watch where they land and, like, figure it out. Um, that said, if their nest is threatened and they perceive a threat, both parents will employ, like, their most chad attitudes, <laughs> their chattitudes, I guess, and they will try to chase it away. Yeah, Like, they, they go full on, full on into it. Mega chad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the female does uh, the brooding, which I did see a source that said that sometimes the males will uh, partially do the brooding, like oh. not as much, but like every now and again. But about I didn't time. see that anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but there's generally three to five-ish eggs, sometimes more maybe. Um, and the male will bring the food. Um, and when when she's sitting there, when she's sitting there brooding, you mm. know, uh, he brings the food over and then when they all hatch, the male then feeds everybody uh, for a little while until she can then, it seems, leave. And then when the birds grow up and learn to fly, they will actually forage together and live as a family unit uh, all the way through like the fall or so until it's time for them to disperse out. So they're very like family oriented. Cute. Um, very rarely a blue jay will resort to eating the eggs of like another kind of bird, Sick. like stealing the young metal. Um, though it seems that this has since kind of been determined that it's really like in a, in like research that they've done examining like what jays eat, I guess, or what was in their stomach contents. I don't really want to know how they figure that out, but Gross. like only 1% of blue jays had material of other birds in their stomachs Goody. instead of like insects and nuts, you know. Um they love so nuts. I also saw a report of them going after maybe like a, a small stunned bird that's hit a window or something. <laughs> I'm like sorry. I'm sorry. That's awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> birds are metal, dude. Like I forget that birds will just fucking eat each other. Yeah. Like they will just eat each other. Dinosaurs, man. Like it's wild yes so depending on where you are in the country blue jays might migrate and really depending on where you are in the country and i should probably preface this up at the top you might not really see these guys around um because they are more located on the eastern and central kind of part of the united states the western portion of the united states is not really it seems much of an area for them huh. um but they're really they're really widespread in the eastern and central united states and uh, so they do have that migration, but it's more common for younger birds to migrate over the older birds. Oh. And I don't really know why this is. I don't know if it's because the older birds are like, we know what's up. We know how to survive the winter. 
We've done this before. Yeah. You're young, though, and stupid. Yeah. yeah. Young, dumb, full of cum. Go migrate. <laughs> rest up. We need your next generation. Um, I so, hate it. <laughs> I, I don't really know why they do it. Uh, we actually don't seem to know a whole lot about their migration, as is the case for a lot of animals, um, which is always really astounding to me today. Because like, like you them. would think like, well, just look at them. Yeah, but it's like, it just it speaks to the complexities of studying animals, mm. like in, in especially in a non intrusive way. It's so hard. Um, <laughs> Some scientists so, just two feet away from them staring at them. Do it. Just not even breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I came all the way here for this. Migrate. <laughs> so. Another thing that makes this confusing and we don't really understand is that their migration pattern seems to vary. So they don't go to the same place every year on like a set routine. Maybe like they go down south one year. The next year they like go up north what? a little bit or like go like somewhere else. And then they go south again like the following year. So it's not super set in stone like some no. migrations are to where it's like they're taking that path and they're taking it every year. Not consistent. Um, if you live in the eastern uh, and central part of the United States, however, you've probably seen these guys, uh, especially if you live in the city or the country, anywhere, really. Um, so these are, again, they're very smart, adaptable birds, and cities have given them opportunities that they have not wasted. In fact, because their range is exactly or is like expanding in size, I it just seems like we're watching in real time what they can do, like what they Ooh. can keep learning to do you know as cities continue to modernize and as like they just continue to nestle right into cities it's just like what else how comfortable can they get like what else can these birds handle You're it's amazing up and they're gonna be you like know? driving a car one day yeah i'd be t- so scared but cute though be tiny little <laughs> tiny little car uh, or a regular size car and it's just like 15 of them working together that's very scary yeah, but i bet yeah. they could do it because you know they have like birds have like that weird thing like obviously they can do something because like four thousand birds will all like juke to the right at yeah. once yeah, you know weird so maybe they yeah yeah like that hive mind so maybe yeah. that would actually work and they would they would do it like that i would set that car aflame i'm so scared fast. yeah yeah for the good of humanity um so people's opinions on these birds can vary. And there's a decent reason for it, because a lot of people see blue jays as bullies, and they kind of are. Uh, they're loud. They can be rude. They're kind of flashy. And they do take advantage of their surroundings and opportunities presented to them. Others, uh, or like another take, you know, might kind of just see them as charismatic. You know, they're huh. cheeky birds. Um, they're clever. Uh and they do use their cleverness in ways that we might consider to be like, oh, my, you know, um, like such as by maybe mimicking a bird of prey to make a small little animal drop its lunch so they yeah. can swoop in and Bubbles. go get it. Like, are they doing that? Like, are they doing that? Yeah, probably. But like, they'll do it again. You know, and in the arena <laughs> of nature, though, it's like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's an interesting adaptation to see. But. That said, there's two sides to every story. And sometimes, or not all, not even sometimes, like really all the time, blue jays are also prey to the red-tailed hawk. Oh. Like, they are also 
Like, it, this is not a joke to them either. Um, so <laughs> they're not very fast flyers. They're very obvious. They're very flashy. So they're a common prey for raptors. <gasps> and this can be seen in the matching distribution of birds of prey and blue jays because they're a food source. Like, you can kind of see that overlap of, of territory. And yes, maybe... They abuse that hawk call. Maybe. If that is, in fact, what they're doing. We don't know it for is, sure. These, these are all theories. Um, but along with this, they do truthfully warn each other and the woods in general that a bird of prey is around and everybody needs to, like, button themselves up somewhere and hide. Huh. Uh, so they're useful in that regard. And they're kind of sometimes like the bouncers of the woods, like the tree bouncers. And... A, like, because along with this, if they're feeling, if there's enough of them, if there is a, de- a little flock of them, and they're feeling flushed enough, they will be the ones, even though it is a danger to them, to chase a hawk away if, like, they've got the jump on it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, this so is sure. all great, and they sound noble, and you're you're putting a good spin on them, but I still think they need a baby, given the chance. Well, I, all's that I'm saying is that there may be other nice, sweet birds in the forest, and they don't have a bad rap, and they're just sweet little birds. But I feel like blue jays are a good example of, like, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty to, like, okay. for the greater good. Okay. Like, it's like, yeah, you can keep your hands clean and be a sweet little bird, but we'll be over here saving your fucking ass. Okay, bird. you know what? I'm, I'm, if I think of them as, like, crust punks, then... That's kind of what they are. I got better. I got better Like, I got they're better a fucking... Feelings. Blue Jays are punks, yeah. like in a lot of a lot of ways. It's fucking badass. Um, and are they also kind of like Chad sometimes? Yes, <laughs> but when push comes to shove, sometimes you need a beef. Sometimes you just need a big old beef mm. to help you sort out the riffraff. Yeah. And they get stuff done, and they aren't afraid to stand up to things bigger and more dangerous than they are in order to protect themselves and their little families. And this is even more impressive considering that jays are also not often even top dog amongst other birds. Like, it's absolutely common for them in certain regions to, like, get chased away and bullied to hell by other birds at feeders and things like that. Whether it be, you know, that they are, like, larger size birds or more aggressive birds, like... Uh, they're just, these aren't really like powerful birds, you know, like uh, blue jays aren't. And so oftentimes they're kind of operating on a bluff, you know, a bluff that they will risk, <laughs> even though they know they might not be able to back it up if push push comes to shove. You know, it's a risk. Very territorial, especially when it comes to their nest. So people and pets, squirrels, other birds, a bird feeder, you name it, it might get dive bombed by a very loud, very furious blue jay Mm. and very persistent as Mm. well. Um, I've never experienced this from a blue jay, but as I mentioned earlier, I have experienced this from a uh, female cardinals, like Mm. multiple. Um, And it like was so irritating and also unsettling even though they're little they would just come out of nowhere and then that day dinah just caught one out of the air and oh killed it my god <laughs> and we all just stared at each other like i don't know how she even did it but they were that close to us and like that consistent and she just jumped up and snapped it out of the air and then we looked at her and then she looked at us and was like what do i do now and we we're like i don't oh, know what no. you do now what 
It was just what? like a moment of absolute What just shock. happened? Her yeah. instincts just took over. It did. So, something that I thought was really funny, uh, they get really kerfuffled if, like, an owl takes up a day nest nearby. Oh. Like, you know, the, the owl's out and about all night long and it needs, like, its little day pad to go sleep, you know? Sure. They'll just, like mob this sleepy owl all day long until it decides to leave and go somewhere else Dude, like they will just pester it forever. i would be livid do you know how annoyed yeah. i am at at birds in the morning it's the worst sound in the See, world I, I love them <laughs> well like okay let me take okay not just the morning but like you know those like 3 a.m birds and they'll just be outside the yeah. window just hit yeah over and over and over mario sounds yeah <laughs> just like that <laughs> i am uh forget chris pratt i am the voice of mario now okay so is he the voice of mario the only person that i know who's in that movie is jack black i don't know anything else about it because i just saw a picture of his cute little suit that's all oh, I know. yes uh <laughs> yes uh chris pratt who I have personal beef with is the voice I, uh, of Mario. Many do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so while there has been no observance of this in the wild, in captivity, it does seem like there may be a little bit of like usage of tools oh. uh, going on. Uh, as some have been seen to use strips of paper. From it seems maybe like they're betting to try to like rake in and pull food uh, that has fallen outside of their enclosures. So it's like they know if I like reach this over there and huh. keep kind of pulling and swiping at it, it will sweep inward. And that's pretty impressive. Like when you think about the fact, like, because that's something that we might take for granted. We're like, yeah, that's like common sense. But that shows reasoning in an animal, yeah. you know, that it's like. I know if I reach for this and if I pull due to the laws of motion, this will come towards me. And I will, you know, it's like it takes some, and it's not to say that they think it out necessarily like that, but they are understanding cause and effect and that like their actions will like using this item will help them in their quest. It's Th neat. This is I love how it. They I love seeing animals use tools. Meet. This is how they uh, end up driving that car. One step at a time, yeah. Yeah, they're on their way. Also, I realized um, that you said it was neat, but I thought you said meat, so I just went meat. meat. I just let you. <laughs> yeah, I heard it and let it happen. I let it hang. Um, so something that I had always wondered is why Blue Jays and Cardinals are always together. Because like they're mm. always together. I see them always. together all the yes. time. And like it seems largely a lot of the reason is just due to like, they just share a lot of the same geographical reason, region, oh, you know, and they're right. both noticeable birds. It's happenstance. Uh, and they, they're they kind of frenemies, you know? <gasps> like, they can coexist peacefully enough. They're both decently kind of the same size, close, you know, close enough. Um, they have, like, yeah, they're just, like, it seems that if they battle it out, it's kind of a toss-up as to which one, you know, it might be a wash either way. So, like, they can just generally sort of, it seems they tolerate each other. Um, I love that for them. And can just kind of hang, but, like, with, like, a bit of a side eye. Yeah. yeah the whole time. Yeah. I'm watching you. Know. you. Yeah. Yeah, a little sus. Don't try to come eat my um, eggs. 
Yeah, don't don't eat my eggs. I won't eat your eggs. <laughs> I mean it. Don't eat my eggs. And it's just like an uncomfortable truce that they have. Um, so let's get into the metaphysical. So for me, blue jays are a really good energy when it's time to do something. So whether it's banding together with others to accomplish something, a goal, you know, or even a standalone project of yours, the J isn't afraid to stand up and kind of be present and be visible um, and be bold when it needs to be. They're problem solvers and they're adaptable and they're also cooperative. So like while the possum, if we can remember, kind of has found its success, like in its midness you know it's averageness like uh the j has done so kind of with flash and assertiveness like they are bold and they're brash and they're clever and i think that they're a really good symbol for pushing back against being silenced because you can't really silence a j like they'll be quiet when they want to be and you won't hear a sound but like when they want to be heard they are loud And you cannot help but hear what they have to say. And I like that the males and the females are equal in appearance. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And you don't always find that in birds. Um, You know, you have kind of this like gender neutral plumage going on. And of course, you have some differences in behavior. Um, You still have kind of like the more macho-y male kind of thing going on. But, But the matching appearance, I think, is something to focus on because... You know, sometimes because of the packaging that you're in, like, maybe you don't get taken seriously as somebody else who was just born in different packaging that society recognizes as being more respectable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, for example, like, just my own personal experience with this is being a small five foot two woman has definitely in moments I've picked up on being very much dismissed or kind of seen as, oh, that's cute in situations in which I had just as much to contribute or say as anybody else. But by packaging... You're the lackluster cardinal. Yes. Yeah. You know? And my packaging kind of just led others to think I was dismissible, you know? And that's a pretty... Like, that's a pretty kind of calm and privileged example, because we all know that discriminations can get far worse and uglier than that. And I just feel like when thinking on the Blue Jay, I just there's an energy of being seen, you know, and being seen as equal. And in this partnership, you know, you have this female bird, which in many species is often kind of missable. You know, it's all about the, the flashy male. Um, you have both parties, both just as bold in appearance. And I like this because sometimes, unfortunate as it is, we might have to work harder than others just to be seen and be recognized for what we can contribute purely just because of the packaging we're in. Right. And and harnessing the energy of the female Blue Jay, I just feel like regardless of how we ourselves identify, it can maybe add a layer of glamour, you know, of confidence to kind of get this energy of equality in appearance. Like you're, you know, you're going to see me. And it's not fair that opportunities aren't equal based on appearance and origin, but with magic, you know, maybe with the, you know, our intention, we can open the eyes of others to see what we are capable of and why we deserve respect. It's worth trying at least. Mm. And, The Blue Jay is 
a calculating and intuitive bird. It knows when to make calls. It knows when to be silent. It knows when to band together and fight. And it knows when maybe it's better to slip into the shadows and the branches and disappear for a little bit. Either way, they commit to these actions very well. They're the loudest bird you'll hear when they fight and all flock together. You know, they can really do it well. When they choose to disappear, you won't see them. And while boisterous, it's not reckless energy, but kind of one of calculated dramatics and intuition. Again, we're talking about a bird that like you're going to see, you know, and they're fine with that. And they have built their evolutionary strategy kind of on being like territorial, loud, assertive birds, and they're doing a good job because of it. And while some species of bird might want to stay out of the spotlight, the jay takes an approach of operating with a bit of a persona you know, and they have it on them to be incredibly gentle and quiet birds, too. So their employment of the noisy, flashy ways is kind of strategic, you know. And I think it's a good message that sometimes you have to be loud. Mm. And sometimes you have to stand up. And sometimes you have to say, like, to hell with you, you're going to listen to me, and you're going to see me. And you're not going to see me as something dismissible, but something formidable and worthy of recognition. And sometimes you might need to get defensive. And the Blue Jays' defensive tactic isn't one that's quiet. It is calculated. And they're not afraid to take the offensive, especially if they're, like, their family, their nest, their space is concerned. And I just feel like that's good energy for warding, you know. Ah. Like, they're all about their, like, nest, you know, their home. And because they're not only warning bells, and they, you know, they warn the forest of you know, danger coming. Um, But they just defend their home tirelessly. And I just think that's good animal energy to kind of like fold into a ward spell. So blue jay energy is kind of for times when maybe you're kind of threatened by something and maybe some regular defensive magic. And it ain't enough. Maybe you got to fight back and kind of chase off the riffraff, you know, and send your own hypothetical flock of blue jays squawking after the problem until it's cleared away. That's and cool. I think that could be a good visualization, you yeah. know, to use during work in like, they're, you know, they're just they're calling and screaming at it to chasing it away. It's loud, you know, and they're just like running it off. And Especially if you like maybe in your spell, like you you have like a picture or something or something that is like a tie to a blue jay and you're channeling that energy and you can just visualize that noisy, bold flock just chasing away, you know, the the threat at hand. And blue jays are very loyal and tight knit uh, in their little social groups. And they have a whole family unit that, as I mentioned earlier, will forage together until like the young ones need to disperse off somewhere else to keep the population kind of spread out and they remain together for life pretty much and they even kind of look out for each other uh even like flocks of unrelated families because they will roost in proximity of each other and just kind of keep an eye on each other's shit you know like while they are assholes to like a lot of other animals they are very sensitive to blue jays and like they they it can like show a soft side um So there's just a lot of dedication with the Blue Jay and their group and the ones that they decide to take care of. And if you feel maybe that the path is unclear and you don't know where your next move is or where to go, Blue Jay energy maybe can be good for that because they're just, they're problem solvers. You know, they're adaptive and they seem to have a good ability to observe and act accordingly in clever ways that maybe might be outside of the box. 
And sometimes our path feels blocked because we're not looking at all of the available avenues. And it's not really blocked at all. We're just not like seeing the trailhead, Mm. you know, and the Blue Jay is a good energy in times that require solidarity. As I've kind of mentioned, these are birds that band together, even in the face of certain danger. They support each other in their flocks and they looked after each other as kind of a tight little unit. And sometimes we just need to support someone and hold space for them and let them know that we're looking after them. And sometimes the kindest thing we can do is just let someone know we've we've got our eye on them. We're keeping an eye out and they're not alone in their trials and we're stronger as a flock, you know, and it makes the difference of a single jay becoming prey and a group of jays being able to chase the hawk out of an area. You know, like support just goes a long way. And it's a good example of that with Blue Jays, just what you can accomplish by having like a trusted group around you to offer support when you need it. And the Blue Jay can remind you that you can be many things. You can be bold and intense and powerful and also be a wonderful, nurturing person. You can be like the, you know, like for them, like the terror of bird feeders in some places but also be like the great reseeder of the oak forests you know like you can be the loudest bird in the fucking woods or one of the most quiet when you want to be like with the blue jay not everything is black and white and i think that makes them really special and i just sometimes feel we can get into a mode of thinking that we need to be more assertive or like that if we like all right you know like i need to i need to start kind of like standing up i need to be more assertive i need to be more bold but like we worry that if we do so we'll start losing the soft parts of ourselves you know or even vice versa if we soften up we'll like lose our like our spine grit you know yeah but that's not true and the blue jay shows that all of these traits can exist within one animal and because of all of them existing in one animal they're highly effective uh as a species they do not go quietly unless they want to and they like really don't give a shit about having like a a reputation you know they're just out doing their thing and they're doing it in a way that is kind of flashy and give a damn maybe about their bad reputation about their bad reputation and um they really probably don't care about you either uh so that's the blue jay and there's a lot of different uh there's just a lot of different stuff with the blue jay they can be soft and gentle and loud and aggressive but they do so with consideration it seems they plan their moves and because of that i think harnessing uh harnessing these guys could could be really like I don't want to discount them with the word fun, but like, if you know what, I just feel like it could be really interesting. Harnessing, you know, to energy, with not blue, the birds themselves. Yeah, blue jay right? energy. <laughs> yeah, don't put, do not put a bridle on a bird, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, listen here. Blue jays, the chameleon of the bird wor- world. They're they'll they'll adapt. They'll be real mean, but they could be nice. They are. They're pretty mean. I, I'm. I feel a little bit better yeah. about them now. If yeah. I can, I've shifted my focus. I'm going to try to shift my focus. But the next time one dive bombs me, I might just pull a gizzy, snatch it out of the air. And sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, or a dino. You know, sometimes you just gotta be a loud, cocky bird. Yeah, and they're good for that. Yeah. Times when you yeah. need to be a loud, cocky bird. 
channel that blue jay energy and be a loud cocky bird walk into your boss's office and just squawk at him till he drops what yeah, he's doing over yeah. and over until he notices yeah <laughs> i love how we are both assuming that the boss is a guy wow yeah well hey there you go what does that yeah. say about us <laughs> Waba, full of contradictions <laughs> i want to talk to you about a stone that i think would be pretty cool okay Listen, if there was like if you looked out your window and you saw a, a blue J picking up a blue lace agate that'd be pretty sweet i would think that would be pretty sweet yeah yeah um i would think that be that would that's a symbolic moment yeah somebody draw that I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, I'm going to tell you a little bit about blue lace agate. Which, okay. Macy, it's a variety of that word I still don't know how to say. Chalcedony. Chalcedony. Oh, chalcedony? Sure. Uh, making it a part of the quartz family. So mm. it's going to carry quite a few property, uh, quite a f- overlapping quality of quartz. Now, mm. It looks, it's beautiful. It has this delicate lace-like pattern on it. It's blue with like the white lace kind of covering it. And it can range from light blue to nearly GD white. So this is a light stone. Um, Anyway, it, it was discovered, and I'm putting discovered in quotes here, but it was discovered in the late 1800s in South Africa. Or a country within Southern Africa, excuse me. Um, and you can find it in areas of, here we go. You can find it in areas of Brazil, India, and the U.S. of A. However, this crystal didn't get its name until the early 1900s when, uh, it was named after the lacy. It was, it's not a very, uh, creative name it's blue lace because it looked blue and lacy it it does yeah it does the appearance of the stone has led to its history of being used in jewelry and carvings and decorative Mm. items the first time that uh we have like written history of this stone being used was ancient greece where it was used in jewelry uh and uh oh wait i lost it oh shoot i had a I had a fun fact for you we'll come back to it but it was used for jewelry in ancient greece <laughs> moving up uh it was used in the medieval times to guess what ward off spirits and negative energies because that's all okay. people used anything for in the medieval times there was a lot of that uh-huh yeah. uh-huh uh, and it has also uh, long been connected to the throat chakra. Now, whether that is in a metaphysical sense, like the energy center, or kind of a mundane sense, like throat issues, stuff like that. Both big throat stone. This is the throat mm. stone, but not like the stinky ones that you get. Have you ever had a throat stone? Uh um no a tonsil stone i well i don't know i've never seen another one but i have been told once before when i was having in 2019 all of those throat problems and i kept losing my voice all the time because i was so fucking stressed that i was having like crazy heartburn like 
all the time. Um, but I, one, I did have a medical professional be like, uh, oh, you have a tonsil stone. And then I've never heard anything ever again about it, nor have I seen any. Huh. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't really have an issue with them. One, sometimes, you know, you just be talking. They'll just kind of come. They'll just kind of fly out of your face. It's gross. Come out? Uh, oh. uh, but, you know, hey, if you got that, get you some blue lace agate or see a doctor, but probably okay. see a doctor. Uh, so the ancient Egyptians also used this for uh, their jewelry and their amulets. So just another way of saying okay. this is a stone that's been around for a long time, mostly in a decorative sense. But today, we use uh, we use the stone for its healing properties, and a uh, as I read, it's a popular choice among crystal enthusiasts and collectors. So that's fun. okay. Great. In yeah, a mundane, in a mundane sense, uh, there's not much there because it is known mostly for its use in healing and magic, but it does have a number of mundane uses. Uh, sometimes it is used in architecture and interior design if we're going for a calm, tranquil kind of look. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. We see it a lot in vases and bowls. And figurines. Yeah. Yeah, you do. However, it does have its place in alternative medicine. Uh, now, I put this in the mundane uses because in some senses, it is used to soothe a sore throat because it is a cold stone. It is a part of the quartz family, meaning it when mm -hmm. you touch it, it is cold to the touch. It's always going to be a few degrees cooler than the space that it is in. Um, and it is popular to kind of take and pop on the throat to relieve any fevers going on there and any kind of uh, inflammation maybe happening in that area. I will say this is a soft stone. So if you have one, be careful with it. Scratches up easy. Uh, you're going to want to keep it separately. Kind of like the one you talked about recently. You want to keep it separate. What was that? Lipedialite? Sure. Lipedialite. <laughs> I, think, I think it was, yeah, Lipedialite, yes. Lipedialite. <laughs> uh, yeah. but and, and to clean it, you know, soft cloth, mild soap, that kind of thing. Don't be banging it around. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have it, like, on a ring or uh uh there's lots of bracelets made of this so just be careful yeah little beads yeah lots little of beads. beads yeah little um, beads. cabochon little doodads did you know speaking of little beads uh and do you remember that movie that little that little indie underground movie the dark knight rises do you remember that uh anne hathaway's <sighs> character the cat burglar uh she steals a necklace uh, she kind of holds up and she's stealing this little necklace. It, it's a lace agate ne necklace, little beads. So, yeah, there's that. Okay. Yeah, this is a there famous, a famous stone. Okay, it's been in the movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Outside of the uh, physical calming down of the throat, there is the metaphysical tie to throat chakra. So, Blue lace agate is associated with this chakra, which is, um, you know, all about communication, self-expression, and it is believed that it helps to clear, balance, open the center of communication and have a calming okay. effect 
on the area, kind of making it easy for you to voice anxieties, or perhaps say the things that you need to say. Yeah, saying the things that you want to say to make you to lead to your relaxation. Uh, all of this being mm. said, it can also be used for most o- other chakras because it does have a very, um, it's got that high content of quartz in it. Uh, so it, it can be used to sort of elevate other things that we're doing. If you're making like a bag or a, a handful of stones to just sort of lay out for your, can you hear the dog going shit nuts? Oh, I do. I hear him. What is he even barking at? Going. He loves to bark. I like it when dogs don't enunciate their barks yeah, and they yeah. don't break them up into individual. They're just, just one scream. long scream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's a scream. It's cute. You could tell the jaw might be moving a little bit, but that's it. Uh, all right. So that's that's the chakra. Okay. All right. That's trout. Yes. So blue lace agate is often used in spell work related to communication and self-expression. Uh, outside of the chakra way, you know, if you wanted to do a spell for being a better communicator, you can carry mm. it on you if you want to do some public speaking or any any time that you want to look confident and determined. And I am clear. I am saying what I mean. Um, and just promote that that aura of looking like you know what you're talking about and uh, doing so with a calm certainty. There's divination. In blue agate. Because this stone enhances your psychic abilities. Yeah! That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, particularly, and I am just saying this as hearsay, as hacky sack, as happenstance. What am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I saw this, but I didn't see it confirmed or like a reason why but just especially within reading cards so take that for what you will blue agate okay blue lagget, blue lace agate is also protective and used to ward off negative oh. energies this probably comes from Very the history nice. that it has of doing the same thing in the medieval era it can be carried along with you uh it is said that when you have this on your person or in your space it creates a shield around you oh yeah like bella yeah oh just like bella bella was a blue lace agate this is very special Mm, 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 mm. the stone has place in sleep and dreams (laughs) Mm. If uh, if you're having trouble sleeping, this will promote a restful sleep and peaceful dreams. It can be put right up under your pillow, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna oh. do a little Bella shield right around your head at night. Keep Lit. them keep take them, it. Keep them ghosts from getting up in your face and just breathing on you. Have you okay? Do you good. remember when? Do you remember when COVID was first coming around the bin and everyone was terrified all the time? Do you remember those like full face helmet masks that you could get? I don't mean the face shields. I mean, they look like biker helmets, but they had like a uh, seal system and like 
Um, no, I don't remember those. You don't? <laughs> oh my goodness. No. I saw like ads for I them. believe that though. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that, uh, I bet that happened. <laughs> we was scared. Yeah, baby. And uh, I imagine that this is what the stone does to your head if you put it under your pillow. Just kind of purifies cool. that dream and sleep essence, that aura. Uh, anyway, you can <laughs> throw this stone in as sort of a little helper when it comes to uh, issues of mental clarity as well. Um Mm. again not something i saw a lot of places like i i saw healing protection the dream work the divination everywhere the the communication especially but then somebody comes along and they're like use it for tarot readings and somebody else is like mental clarity and i figure hey doesn't hurt to stick it in the notes yeah no interesting i mean hey mental hey i, I can use mental clarity yeah everyone really any given time uh blue lace agate is sometimes referred to as the stone of flight as it is believed oh, okay. to overcome the fear of flying that's right fear of flying so simple is eliminated with blue lace agate and you know what's funny i specifically looked for stones that helped with a fear of flying but I do not have, I don't have this stone. I do not own one of these stones. So shrugging emoji for me for that. Uh, I, I, I have this information. I'll picture a blue lace agate when we're flying, but I don't have one on me. Okay. Yeah. So there are some cultures that blue lace agate was considered, or I guess still is considered a symbol of peace and tranquility uh, used within issues of prayer and meditation to help okay bring the the peace and bring the stillness and bring the calm that is needed to get to the perfect prayer and or meditation or a whatever you want to call it state if you okay. are i could see it it's got that vibe yeah, to it yeah it, it does sort of have the the same thing that a lot of these blue especially the blue and white stones have where it sort of looks like a peaceful sky which is you know which is it nice. looks like a blue like a blue cream saver Ooh, cream savers yes. dude just now i was at wally with dad we were picking at some of the last last little items you know and we got to the checkout they get you with those they get you with those impulse buys and they stuck mm -hmm. uh starburst airs have you seen those or airy starburst or no. something about starburst and no. air and they had a bag of those and I know Dad likes Starburst, and I like Starburst. And I was like, "Let's let's try us some of these." So we get them, and we get in the car, and I crack them open. And the first one is like the orange Starburst, but I don't know if it's okay. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they start with Starburst and they puff them up, or if it's a whole different facility. But they got to work on their coloring because it looked, it matched my flesh impeccably. It looked like a Ooh, hunk. I'm gonna try it. A hunk of flesh, and Dad like immediately was like, "Ew!" <laughs> so, <laughs> so we tried them, and they were—I don't know—they were pretty good. They were okay, but like the entire time you're eating first them, impressions can be tough. For yeah, yeah I yeah, like yeah. that. Just, ew. Yeah, 
and it was one of those things that we were kind of like, uh, and we'd put it away for a little bit. And then it's like, I'm going to go in for another one. Let me try a red one. You I, know, and you're I like, okay, want, well, I want another one. Yeah. Maybe the yellow one's better, you know? <laughs> but, um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had those candies before, but I felt like talking about them on our professional podcast. Uh, Blue Stone Agate. Some people uh, in the professions of writers, artists, musicians swear by this stone, keeping it in perhaps their office, mm. keeping it in their pocket while they perform. Fill your, your guitar with them and they'll, you just dump them right in that hole. And it will enhance wow. that creativity, but also your um, expression, your artistic expression. It'll help you bring your feelings and your emotions to the surface in some, I don't know, beautiful flowery language, I'm sure. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about the appearance, I, I kind of put it in the wrong spot of my notes here, but it has that lace, you know, appearance to it. That's caused, and this was just, this made me feel a type of way. It's caused by microscopic fibers of mineral deposits. So they're just like little fingery growths and i know that's how it works like I, i'm sure that's how it works in all stones but for some reason this one really got to me about how it's just like, okay I, I don't know why i'm just like you know when you see an ice uh not an ice cube form a uh, snowflake form or you, you see like a yeah. ice spread across a windshield or like a bubble when it freezes yeah. and it kind of does that like branching out creepy thing yeah it's cool i yeah. like it uh, it creeps me out, dude. I don't know why. It's creepy. Mm. I don't like creeping things. I don't like things that like spread and grow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In addition to being the stone of the sky or the stone of flying or whatever I said before, this stone is also referred to as the stone of diplomats. Uh, because... Oh. It is so good with clearing your communication and so good with bringing a peaceful aura that this it, it, clash those two worlds together. It's wonderful if you got beef with somebody. Give them each one of these stones and have them sit down and, and talk it out. And uh, they'll be able to do so a little more eloquently and a little more peacefully. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. That's yeah. what we want. That's what, that's what we want. This stone that's is associated with... The zodiac sign of Gemini. Can you guess why? Uh, talking. Communication. Talk, 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 of talk. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and one mm -hmm. of a, one of a, just like a little, little fun fact I have for you is this stone at certain points in time in certain locations throughout the world was very popular in hot ass climates uh, because it was mm. worn on various points of the body uh, as jewelry or sewn into clothing or just sort of held because it's so cooling. It's so cooling and it's yes. pleasing to look at and it feels cool to look at because it's nice and blue. But people, this would kind of be like a little portable AC for people to sort of rub on their hot bits. Uh, when hey, it was, I'll take it. When it was sweaty out. And lastly, in the song... Blues Run the Game by Jackson C. Frank. They say, Wish I had a blue lace agate for the feeling that I've lost today. Uh. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I wish I had a blue lace agate 
for the feeling that I've lost today. But why do you need one for a feeling you lost? Ask Jackson C. Frank. Okay. I will. Thank you. I will. Okay, good. (sighs) That's it. Listen, this has nothing to do with Tenacious D or Blue Lasso, Lasso, Blue Lasso Agate or Blue Jays, Blue Hawks. This has nothing to do. My mom made the most ass-kicking chicken pot pie last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, oh, man. It was big and it was oh. seasoned and it was had so much garlic it knocked me on my fucking haunches it was delicious i thought that was so good it was really good man that sounds so good yeah 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 Yeah. who doesn't like chicken pot pie i have vegans i don't but i i mean yeah but like there's hey you can you can you can make them similar you could kind of you can you can get close you know i wonder if you could do like a like a like a chicken and dumpling pot pie like instead of the chicken you have dumplings in there is kind of your meaty texture and i've had some like vegetarian like chicken kind of like shredded chicken alternatives that like you listen they're not the same but they're close and if you slow cooked them all day or like you know in a pot pie listen there's so much gravy and shit in there it'll be fine you could probably just do the same thing but leave the damn chicken out and it'd be fine uh yeah it'd be great i uh i wonder about tofu or that might just lend to the mush but i i could be okay with that I mean, I generally accept tofu in most instances. I will take tofu in any any firmness, any level of firmness in any preparation. I like style. it firm. Yeah, I needed. I like it a little more on the firm. I like it silky too. Life. I I have eaten yeah. it with a spoon. I love it. Good for yeah. you. Good. Good for you. For good for you. Do you remember when Christian Bale went on that rant? No. Really? Audio came out of him. I forget what movie it was, but some somebody took audio of him just chewing out like an intern, I think. Or somebody like walked in front of the kid. Somebody made some mistake and he lost his shit. Like he flipped out. And at one point he just goes, good for you and it lives in my head (laughs) (laughs) oh god no i've never heard that i'm gonna have to now and if you want us see that if you want us to yell at you like christian bale yelled at his intern you should check out our tour this weekend go to anahottispurpose.com slash tour to get your tickets it's the last day well, not really, truly, but I will say so. But I mean, fact. like, damn close. Yeah. You have, start the timer, tw- 20, 24, uh, 28 hours. Okay. I don't know, man. Close enough. Y'all yeah. figured out. Listen, Saturday is the 15th. Sunday is the 16th. Those are the two dates for this first weekend shows. If you want to come on out in Philly, then the following weekend, we have, uh, we have uh, Nyack, New York, uh, and then Baltimore maryland mm. the following weekend yeah. so those will still you can still snatch up stuff for those um give them a look let us let us uh berate you in person yeah 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 Ooh, fun yeah and it- what if that was the show what if the whole show was just us belligerently 
talking shit about people in the audience. We we basically just apply the business model of Dick's Last Resort yes. to our tour. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. We just go one person at a time. You know that scene in Liar Liar, that classic, the 1996 classic Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, starring yes. Jim Carrey? Yes. You know that one yes. scene where he comes in the room and he can't say any lies and he roasts everybody in the room? But, yes. But like they all think it's hilarious? It'll be like that. Mm-hmm. We'll just point at people and okay. be like, you wear a toupee, you have halitosis. <laughs> and they'll all love it. They'll laugh and laugh and it'll be okay because we're Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's going to be sad or upset. And they'll be like, you know what? I'm so glad that I paid my hard working money units yeah. for this show uh-huh. uh, to get uh, insulted by these these people. Yeah, yeah. So if you want that to be you, yeah, come on out. Grow a thick <laughs> skin. <laughs> Dude, I don't think It'd I could be fun. do that. No, there's no way. I could, there's I no way in the world I, I, I could, could do, that. do that. And feel good about it. You know no. what? We're not going to insult you, but we will make you laugh. I hope. I we might we insult you a little bit. Not directly, but like... I, I At some point, I might say something you don't agree with. I might give you the old red velvet cake is bullshit line. And that could be, you know, oh, God. you could be hurt by that. Might be. Some people might be. I have been in the past, so I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, because you're, uh, you're a clown. I don't velvet. want to talk about it, and <laughs> that is not a respectful way to come into a conversation insulting me about my opinions on red velvet cake. I am no clown. Listen, I know we're joking and playing and getting around, but you know, I'm very glad. I hope that if somebody spoke to you that way, you would immediately stand up for yourself like that. I, <laughs> I'm, ver- I'm proud to know this. You do not talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah. You better sit down before I sew your mouth shut. <laughs> God damn. Okay, let's get Ooh. out of here. I gotta, I gotta All go. Right. I gotta go do laundry and get my bag packed. We we go to the airport in like my t minus twenty hours. Let me go check. I don't remember if I shut the bedroom door or not. I'm going to make sure dogs can't wander in or anything. Hold okay. On. All right. And in case whoever edits this is super spicy that day and uh, and forgets to edit this part out, I'll keep talking. So there's something to listen to. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Talk back. Talk back to the speaker right now. We'll have a conversation. Hey, uh, what'd you have for breakfast? Mmm. Oh, that sounds good. Wow. Tell me more about that. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's a little too much information. You can stop at any point. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't think you should be telling me that. Okay. 
All right, sorry. Sorry if I came off too intense there. I'm really glad we're friends. Thank you for listening. Is Macy, Macy, are you back yet? I just got back. Hi. <laughs> Who are you talking to? 